It's time for a part of a dead. Hello, 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 and welcome to Pot of the Dead. What are you laughing about? I am your host. <laughs> I'm not going to say my last name. I'm your host, Nicholas. And with me, as always, are the asshole ladies, Stephanie and Natasha. <laughs> oh, hi. Hello. On today's episode, uh, this is a welcome. Welcome to the new year. Uh, this is our first full fledged episode for 2024. On today's episode, we are talking about the 1982 horror film "The Thing" by John Carpenter. Uh, prior prior to this episode, uh, what are your ladies' history with this film? Well, I always confuse it with another John Carpenter movie, so it was nice to finally get to watch "The Thing" and not get it confused with "The Mist." I think that's a John Carpenter. Are you thinking of the fog? That's the John Carp. Yeah, the fog. That's the John Carpenter one. (laughs) (laughs) Mist and fog. There's no difference. I mean, really, come on. But I always like in talking to you and stuff. I would always be like, "Oh, is that the thing?" And you go, "No, that's that's the other one." So that was really my only history. So it was nice to finally get to watch the movie. Yeah, I had already seen this movie. This is one of Nick's favorites movie, favorite movies. So uh, when we shortly after we got together, he's like, have you seen the thing? And I'm like, mm, probably not. So he he put me through it and I watched it. With <laughs> Sit him. down. Watch this thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is in a class for me of uh, there's not many films that I think I've seen as many times as <laughs> I've seen this. Uh, the only other films that come to mind are like Beetlejuice. And that's about it. And like I've seen the Lord of the Rings a lot, but I still don't think that I've seen uh, those films as much as I've seen uh, Beetlejuice and The Thing. And yeah, so I've seen this movie. Like I don't, ha- I watched it for the podcast. Uh, I did not have to. I knew every goddamn little thing about this <laughs> film going through it. So it was it was nice to watch it again. I got it. I got it out of the way for the year. Basically, I'll probably end up seeing it again sometime this year. But yeah, I've always loved this movie. <laughs> But yeah, um, so we usually go over uh, the budget for this film. So Uh-oh. this came out in 1982, which is older than yeah. all of us. Yep. Yeah. What do you think the budget for a horror sci-fi film in 1982 would be from Universal? Like this was from Universal Pictures, with Kurt Russell as being the main character and there was a lot of other famous people in this movie so this was all kind of before they got famous though kurt russell was it? kurt russell was like he did some like disney stuff prior to this and then he'd worked with john carpenter on escape from new york right before it but that's about it really like he did not have a like he was not kurt russell like we look at him now hmm. and then okay and then um wilford brimley was like not a, a named actor really this was like his first kind of thing like this was kind of the starting point for a lot of these guys. 
I'm curious, like I'm looking right now, Keith David is in this and he's a really good character on this. And um, I thought he had been in probably some things before, but maybe not. I'm going to look. He was also in a jar and Car another John Carpenter movie. I didn't realize that. Which one? Uh, they live. Oh yeah. And it was oh, yeah. that came out in 1988. Yeah, yeah that's the one with uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the one <laughs> where they wear the sunglasses to see the aliens. And <laughs> oh, it's, okay. It's, it's, okay. It's so fuck. It's so fucking good in the sense of like it's it's that whole thing of like uh like hiding in plain sight and like the aliens are actually controlling the media and like propaganda and stuff like mm. consume and all that kind of stuff that's from that so like a lot of that obey like clothing brand mm -hmm. and stuff takes a lot of their like ideology and stuff from they live huh okay hmm. yeah so 1982 what do you guys think in the budget is oh my god um We've had some all over the fucking place. I'm gonna go with seven million. I'll go with nine million. It was a fifteen million dollar budget. Oh wow! Okay. Which, which was larger than the average horror film for its time. That's not uh, surprising. Friday the thir yeah, Friday the Thirteenth uh, came out in 1980, and that was only a seven hundred thousand dollar budget. And John Car oh, wow. John Carpenter's original Halloween. Uh, was made for three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. So this movie. So this was way bigger. This, wow. This was okay. a huge budget um, for this, and even then, I believe. Okay, so this came out in eighty-two. Alien came out in seventy-nine, and I think Alien was only an eleven million dollar budget. Oh, wow. See, that's a better frame of reference for me because, like, a slasher versus a sci-fi monster movie, it makes sense that the sci-fi one would cost more, but more than sure. Alien is pretty surprising yeah. yeah yeah so um considering it was 15 million dollars uh i only have what it made domestic uh okay. what do you think it made in the united states upon its release so bad oh, at this i don't know <laughs> i am too i'm gonna say i gonna say 35 million 35? so a little over doubling its money yeah domestically uh 19 yeah, you're really close, Tasha. 19.9 million. Wow! This movie. So they barely made anything <laughs> on the back end. Wow. The this mm. movie was considered like an absolute flop and disaster. Oh, wow. Um, the producers attribute okay. the film's disappointing box office office performance to audience desires for more benign interpretations of an alien presence on the Earth <laughs> as a result of Steven Spielberg's E.T., which was released several weeks prior. <laughs> So like e oh. ET comes out eating Reese pieces yeah. and then this comes out like a month later. <laughs> That's, That's insane. Too much. They're not even that yeah, yeah, yeah. You go from something cute to something not even in that realm. So this is yeah, also okay. what an alien can be. <laughs> yeah. Mom! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Russell's fucking around. But I actually I actually have a it's a kind of a long uh little thing but uh it's it's an interview with john carpenter about the reception of this film and everything so uh according to john carpenter he takes all of his failed movies pretty hard but the film's initial negative reception disappointed him the most not only was it a box office bomb but critics panned its gory effects tone and characters vincent uh can be 
called it too phony looking to be disgusting. It qualifies only as instant junk. And David Kerr wrote that it was hard to tell who's being attacked and hard to care. Likewise, Roger Ebert was disappointed by the superficial characterizations and the implausible behavior and dismissed the film as nothing more than an alien knockoff. Carpenter was particular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carpenter was particularly upset with Christian Nyby, the director of the original The Thing from Another World that this is based on, uh, publicly denouncing Carpenter's vision, saying, if you want blood, go to a slaughterhouse. All in all, it's a terrific commercial for J&B Scotch. Uh, in response to the commercial bombing of the film, the studio uh, canceled the multi-picture deal they had with Carpenter, who noted that his career would have been different if the film had been successful. Not surprisingly, he was extremely relieved when the film enjoyed a rich cult success following its in-home release, along with its critical reevaluation it received. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's if it's coming out in that 82 and with what this movie entails, I can see where it's kind of hard to swallow because it's definitely different, especially what, what did he come out with before this? He did uh Halloween. He, okay. He did the fog. And he, that was prior to this. And he did escape from New okay. York. So I think that's like 78, 80 and 81, I think are the, okay. Yes. Yeah, so he's that the tone of all of those definitely is not the same as this one. So, yeah, but like the thing that blows my mind is when people are like shitting on it for being gory or shitting on it for being an alien knockoff. It's like I do not see the alien knockoff at mm -mm, all. No, I don't either. Only, only in the comparison of it's a sci-fi horror film, right? And then, True. and then the gory aspect and stuff. It's like the Friday the Thirteenth films that were coming out year after year and after year were the like. Those were the films that, like, the MPAA and stuff were just, like, losing their fucking mind about. Like, mm -hmm. like yes, this movie's gory yep. and stuff, but I, I just don't, I, I personally, I just don't see it being like, oh, it's just gore, it's just this. Because I think it's beautifully shot and it's, like, amazingly acted. But that's just, that maybe that's just me, but it has been reevaluated and people put this, like, way the fuck up there. Hmm. Yeah. Well, when you told me originally when we were watching it uh, the first time that it was a John Carpenter movie, like my only like notation, like what I've seen of him before was his vampires movie and uh, that movie rules. And so I was like, wasn't sure going into this if that was going to be anywhere in the same realm. And I would say that movie is extremely gory, too. So but it still has a good plot. It still had a good storyline, like all of those things. But he likes to push the envelope and that's what he did <laughs> yeah. yeah he does uh, I, I find that hilarious that it's like uh, so have you seen any John Carpenter films and the only one prior was that you were like I've seen John Carpenter's vampires and I'm like you haven't seen Halloween you're like I don't think I've seen the original one and I'm like how no. of all the movies of all of the movies no. that he made that's the one you saw with <laughs> Billy Baldwin and, and James Woods yeah <laughs> I know, but it was because I have like this really like love for vampires. And so I went through a portion of my life where I was like, I'm watching everything I can get my hands on. Yeah, that yeah, movie right there. Right here on VHS. Carpenter's <laughs> Vampire. Yeah. And I was like, I want to try this movie. And I did. And it was good. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't I can't go to bat for every 
John Carpenter film and stuff, but uh, when he hits it out of the park for me, he really hits it out of the park for me. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, Tasha, do you want to go ahead and give us that overview before we uh, really start getting into this thing? Yep. The Thing is a 1982 American science fiction horror film directed by John Carpenter from a screenplay by Bill Lancaster based on a 1938 John W. Campbell Jr. novella, Who Goes There? It tells the story of a group of American researchers in Antarctica who encounter the epitomous thing, an extraterrestrial life form that assimilates, then imitates other organisms. The group is overcome by paranoia and conflict as they learn that they can no longer trust each other and that any of them could be the thing. I like that about this movie because they don't put a name to anything. It's it's the thing. The thing. That's why it's named what it's named, and that's what the bad big bad in this movie is. It's the thing. And I love that because it doesn't it could be anything, Mm -hmm. literally. Yeah, it it literally is just uh cells. Like that's what it is. It's just cells because when we get into it, like it's yeah it's just a thing (laughs) yep i like that a lot but uh uh, let's see here um one thing before we uh throw up the spoiler warning and everything is uh i love the uh the tagline uh for this movie that when it came out and it's super fitting for this uh i'll drop this and then we'll throw up the spoiler warning get those reviews and stuff but uh if you need if you haven't seen this movie check it out the tagline is man is the warmest place to hide Ooh, which i fucking I like that, that. yeah <laughs> that's cool it sounds almost like sweet you know mm-hmm. but so menacing oh yeah but it's it's yeah <laughs> definitely not like, sweet there's something movie. nice about it <laughs> yeah Aww. yeah you know oh <laughs> oh it's just a little thing it's just a little guy <laughs> oh, look at a little Look at a little puppy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and with the, with that all, we're gonna throw up that spoiler <laughs> warning. If you haven't seen the thing, uh, it basically you got to get a physical copy right now or find it on Shutter. Most other places you got to rent it and stuff. Yep. Uh, if you like sci-fi and you like horror and you haven't seen the thing, you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, I personally think it holds up, but we'll find out what the ladies think. Uh, after the review. So, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. All right. So, if you want to be a part of our club, you can find us at facebook.com backslash pod of the dead or else on Instagram at pod underscore of underscore the underscore dead or on TikTok at pod of the dead. If you want to email us any questions, any complaints or movie recommendations, you can email us at potofthedead666 at gmail.com. Let's start with that uh, that uh, disgusting, unexcusable 1 out of 10. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. These are always so entertaining, <laughs> so all right. It's not very long, so... Uh, it's not fast. It's not clever. It's not scary. It's not horror. Fuck you. Also, oh. <laughs> also, also spelled it's wrong a lot in this. Um, the the thing is the most overrated movie of all time. 
It cannot be compared to Alien 1979 at any means. At any means? Okay. Uh, It is slow. It's a slow, boring story with really bad special effects. I know it was made in 1982, but Alien is even older with much better special effects. I watched this movie once when I was a kid, and it didn't give me chills or any kind of horror vibe. It was just boring. So I watched it again in 2023. And now I am pretty sure it was a waste of my time. I don't understand why people praise movies like this, calling them classics. Probably uh, it was okay in 1982 when it was released. But just be realistic. Now this movie is pure garbage. There's much better movies than this. Please listen. Don't waste your time. Fuck you. So was this an alien, like literally the only sci-fi movie out over the past years? It's, it's no, there were other ones. So and why stuff, does it but keep like getting al- compared to that? I don't know. That makes no sense. It's not even the same fucking right. realm. Yeah, like it's because it's it's because it was the like I'm trying to think between seventy nine and eighty two. I can't really think of another big quote unquote big budget sci-fi horror film sci-fi horror was not like what it is now where you get like all sorts of different kinds like on the the last Gaiden episode we really touched on that like alien blew the doors off of it like prior to prior to that and stuff you had like frankenstein and godzilla and stuff like that and there was like some other like you had the fly and you had the thing from another planet in the 50s but a lot of it was just like oh no there's something from outer space we must fight it and just like it was like oh, oh. it's scary uh the thing from another dimension but like when alien came out it was like uh like literally the tagline for that one is in space nobody can hear you scream mm. it is literally so like we're gonna make this <laughs> we're gonna make this fucking horrifying so that comes out is hugely successful and stuff and then this comes out and like it did it just hit at the wrong time i i don't understand what the audiences wanted but uh nowadays and stuff like if you look at the imdb rating on this and stuff like uh i'll still compare it to alien which everyone seems to want to do which doesn't make sense to me um alien is like an 8.5 and this is an 8.2 so if you want to look at imdb's ratings and stuff like that all of these people trashing on it in the past and stuff like they said the reevaluation as it got like more eyes on it and stuff and like people appreciated it it definitely found its market gotcha but but what i find really strange about this okay is so this is an alien movie but it's not anything close to aliens this is place this takes place in like antarctica and it's on earth and it's not even in the same realm of this even type of like alien species things that you're looking at and then you look at like the special effects and stuff they're also different mm-hmm. and this definitely in a different type of gore more creaturey weird shapes and stuff that you're getting um we've watched movies with similar like this like i would attribute this movie to having similar creature looks as like the evil dead Mm -hmm. 2 that we watched i think it's very similar in the way that it looks that way um but then you and so they they shit on it but yet and i'm gonna bring this up because i bring this up every fucking episode (laughs) i swear to god i'm never gonna let it go it's better than the exorcist (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it is 
But if you look at like the that movie, The Exorcist came out. It's really long. It had all these extra like special effects and stuff too, right? They were grotesque. They were all of these things. She's masturbating with the crucifix. Like all this stuff's happening, and that that was somehow like amazing, top notch. That's praise that be because of this movie. But yet this movie comes out what ten years later, maybe. And this is this is what we're giving it. It just doesn't make any sense to me, I guess. I'm just very confused as to why that movie was like high praise and this one was shit on when released. It really seems like like the critics at the time had a, an axe to grind or yeah. something. Because it just... It, uh, something. And it's it weird. It doesn't make sense. Like, for it... Like, and you can tell, especially back then and stuff, uh, critics definitely, definitely had sway on people going and seeing a movie you know because you didn't have the internet you didn't have all that stuff so the only way you would ever actually get like some feet on the ground like reporting and stuff is like from roger debert and stuff like that who got to see it beforehand and then them just being like it's the fucking worst thing ever even if you were interested in it and you hear that you're like eh, maybe i won't go and that's why a film like this bombs in the box office it just doesn't do well until it goes home and then you've got all the kids and all the, the people that couldn't have gotten into the theater just walking into the mom and pop like video rental places. This is 100% what happened to me. And you just see that fucking cover and you're like, what the fuck is this? And you check it out and you are completely and forever like ruined. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you guys remember when we were kids that uh, when movies would come out, it would be like Siskel and Ebert yeah. get this movie and then two thumbs up, one thumbs up, whatever yeah. it is, or they would blow it apart. And then that was taken like, what, for whatever reason was those two though yeah it was like extensively so like it was in the newspaper mm -hmm. like if you were getting on there and you were going to look at like the movie times and it was like you have movies on friday through the next friday these times and then somewhere in that area would be like this person this like when the new movie came out it would be like siskel and ebert give this movie two thumbs up and i was like that's how you you decided if you were gonna see something they had their own tv show like on it was like on nbc yeah. or some shit like that and it was on and they would just sit there and review movies and just completely rip apart like this is the whole thing like critics film critics because film is like ooh, whatever hates fucking horror like mm. legitimately hates horror and stuff like that so it's one of those things that like you almost have to measure horror against horror because if you look at like ratings of like uh gladiator for instance like oh it's so so beautiful so great blah 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 what an amazing director it's like same guy that fucking made alien guys hmm. like that's that's ridley scott he fucking made that and everything so it john carpenter is the same way like people like want to suck his dick about fucking halloween like basically when he made that and right. stuff but then does this which is wildly more imaginative and stuff like that and it's just like Ugh, it's too gross true it's way yeah. more entertaining yeah like i'm not the biggest slasher fan or anything i'll i'll give him his flowers for halloween and stuff like that but at the same time it's not original in the sense of uh black christmas came out before that which was like the first slasher and then before that you had the giallo films in italy which started that so it's a lot of it's a lot of like what information you had at the time and everything and what your tastes are and these people had different tastes from what like the market would actually want and they just decided that their job was to shit on it and well just like we're watching ted lasso tasha yes you and, are uh, <laughs> 
and, and just, <laughs> so just like uh what's what's the uh the guy that's writing the book what's his name the guy that's uh he's he's from the independent oh oh Trent, yeah. no, but we're, we're, yeah, Trent, Trent, yeah. something. But when him, yeah. when him and Roy are talking, you know, like uh, spoilers for Ted Lasso if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Who'd have thought? And, and then I swear, then I swear we'll start, yeah. we'll start talking about the thing. <laughs> but he talks about like you know, uh, Roy like has always held this grudge against Trent because Trent wrote a very scathing review on or not review critique of Roy as a soccer player and stuff like that and he held it when he was 17 17 and stuff he said it ruined him and like it made him really mad and all this stuff and Trent said he's like I was trying to be edgy I was trying to make a name for myself and that's the problem with a lot of these critics and stuff like that is they're trying to make a name for themselves by trying to be uh really like shocking and stuff like that and if uh, Ted Lasso doesn't work for you. It's the same thing with like ESPN with Stephen A. Smith and Scott uh, Skip Bayliff. Yeah, it's just let's be let's be loud, let's be shocking, and that's what people will be talking about. It's not actually about it being an actual critique. It's just about being an asshole. It's more of the performance of it. That's what people are expecting. So they'll give yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So are you liking this... Ted Lasso? It's not bad. Is it growing yes. on you, Nick? I like it a lot. She likes it more than I yeah. do. I give it. I'm like in the. I'm like in the six point five range. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's. Yeah. I mean. I, I like it a lot. We're almost done with it. We're on season we'll, three. So we'll probably finish it tomorrow. By tomorrow. Yeah. 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 He doesn't. He doesn't like the main lady in this. No. So he doesn't. He doesn't like. You don't the, like the Rebecca. Owner. Rick. No. Oh, no. she's she's amazing. Okay. Anyway. I'm. I'm feel. I know. I'm I feel like. You a, don't I, like her. I, I was telling Steph over dinner. I feel like a sexist about this show because I actually don't like any of the women in it. Keely is awesome sorry. too. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> Alright, let's get back I got to the a man movie. crush. I got I got a man crush on Roy. I'm sorry. Alright, so let's hear that uh let's hear the gospel. Yeah, let's hear the gospel of that ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Intelligent splatter is how it starts. This is another one of those films that I remember staying up late to watch on TV, scaring the crap out of myself, out of my impressionable 12-year-old self or so, and dooming (laughs) myself thereafter to a life of horror movie obsession. This is a great movie, all caps, and stands as living proof that there were indeed realistic effects before CGI. The gore effects here are absolutely amazing and messily realistic. I could have done without the dog's head splitting open like a banana peel, but that's the animal lover in me being picky. Kill all the humans you want, but leave the kitties and puppies alone. I told Steph when that happened, God, I wish I was sitting by Tasha when that happened. Because like I've seen it a million times and I think it's amazing, but I could see you just being like, oh no. You would appreciate all the faces. All the faces I made for long extended periods of time. Sanity and reason disintegrate rapidly as one by one the humans are taken over by a shape-shifting alien. The power of this film lies in its paranoia, and although I liked the original ver- although I liked the original version, I prefer this one. The real threat lies within and is scarier for the fact that it cannot be seen or easily detected. When it is forced out of hiding, its wrath is huge and the results are horrific. This is one of Carpenter's best films, right there with The Fog and Halloween. 
All of the actors give strong, realistic performances, and the special effects are so powerful that they stand as their own main character. The film has something for any lover of horror, of the horror genre. Don't miss it. I I wrote that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might, might as well have. Yeah, it was. That's a good review of it. I agree. Um, it was. It's a creature feature. Right. That's a really good way to put it. And mm-hmm. I I did not find the for me realistically when I first saw this movie and I saw it now I did not find this movie scary at all. But I guess if you're a 12 year old kid watching it, you probably would be. But as an adult, I don't find this scary at all. I do find it interesting and creepy and very weird. And my mouth kind of goes, what the fuck is like dropping and going, what the fuck is going on right now when certain aspects happen in this? But it is a hot mess of like, not in the sense of being bad, but like it, it they are panicking and it's just one big movie of panic, essentially. Yeah, this movie, like, I saw it probably right in that 10, 12 range, like somewhere between Sydney and Wesley's age. And um, when that dog's head fucking splits open like a banana peel and its skull falls out and tongues are whipping and everything, um, I think chemically I was changed forever (laughs) from that point forward um because it was by like i'd seen horror stuff before but i had never i'd seen alien prior to that i had never seen anything that fucking weird and un mm-hmm. like indescribably gross yeah. and like just what the fuck is going on and i think what really really makes this movie like scary and stuff is if you just don't know what's fucking going on and everything that's i think that's the biggest thing like it's no it's not scary at all to me like now like as an adult or even probably on the second watch or anything like that but it's gross it's beautiful though it like it's it it's beauty lies in its grotesqueness mm-hmm. like the the things that they're able to pull off in this film um and it's not just blood splatter like it's very interesting for the most part especially uh, once we get there, a specific spider head scene. Dude. <laughs> I will say at the beginning, it took me a bit to get into it. The, okay. Because, and I think that goes back to, it was an 80s film. So it was quieter. It was pretty slow for the beginning. But like you said, you don't really know what's going on. So if that's the case throughout the whole movie, then I think I was spot on. Because it, I would go through either like being kind of bored and checked out on one end to like just disgusted and jaw dropped <laughs> going what is happening and then all that would stop and then i would kind of lull back out and be like okay let's yeah. let's get back to the interesting part <laughs> yeah well i told nick when we were watching it i'm like the thing that i argue with this movie the most is there are parts that are really yeah. slow to me and he's like how is that possible he's like it's not slow at all it says one thing after the next and i was like it's really not though like some of the scenes that like with the helicopter yes. flying or they're doing something outside instead of it just being that part they're building you into certain things and they could cut at least half of each of those scenes out even if they're 30 second scenes they could take them down to 15 seconds and still get the exact same uh interesting moment that we need to see like a helicopter landing or whatever they're doing we don't need a million shots even though they're beautiful in their own weird fucked up way of kurt russell and his fucked up head (laughs) but 
Um, they just really like to show us that for extended periods of time. Well, so well, Kurt Russell must have gotten like uh, he must have gotten a specific contract for that hat. And that hat had to have so much screen time. <laughs> my god i we were watching it this time and i was laughing so hard because i was like he, nick said he kind of looks like yosemite sam and i said he kind of <laughs> does and so i'm just like laughing looking at him walking in the like out in the snow and he's just looking fucking ridiculous in this hat like who decides they're gonna fly helicopter in that hat i don't know but <laughs> i had no idea helicopter flying hat. Helicopter yeah flying. i had no idea how attractive yeah. young kurt russell was oh yeah kurt, very yeah. Kurt russell is a sexy man yeah i had no idea yeah he is yeah and like i love this when they the movie starts out and you're like what the hell is this doll yeah. like you don't know when you first see this movie you're like okay so we got somebody helicopter flying you got a dog walking it's a beautiful dog you're like what what's going on these guys are living in some frozen tundra doing some kind of sciencey shit and like and they're drinking lots of alcohol and like you're just following into the storyline and when i first watched this movie i was like i i don't know if this Likewise. is for me this is kind of slow this is kind of kind of dumb and so then you got like these fucking uh men shooting a dog from the fucking sky and you're like why are you shooting the dog and like and then they randomly gets down and then he shoots a guy on the knee still shooting at the dog like it's and then this guy dies like it's this weird opening of like it like some movies we watch and they have these really captivating opens like uh i the void was one of them it was like jaw dropping open um scream does that too and this movie just kind of had me going what yeah like the <laughs> helicopter didn't look real flying <laughs> and then yeah it, was, it is though out. it is a real helicopter <laughs> for whatever reason it didn't look it <laughs> and i was like are, okay here we you... go 80s movie awesome yeah yeah but 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 then like and then you get the guy that's like the chef roller skating through the fucking place and then and and then it kind of just picks up after that but it's 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 just not like i said it's a hot mess because they're paranoid and freaking out through the whole movie and it's like you can't tell which is which or what's going to happen next and you have to pay really close attention because the first time i watched it i was a lot more confused than i was this time because i was like okay well this doesn't make any sense and then the dog scene is like the first opening inter like introduction into this crazy town and that was a way to really bring you into the the monster yeah, they monster didn't let part. you guess very much that's no and i think that's i think that's where it kind of like it lays and it's personally you guys aren't probably going to agree with me but that's where it's genius lies it like starts off and it's just like what the fuck is going on why are they chasing these people what the fuck and then it's just like you know kurt russell playing some fucking some chess with the computer and getting pissed at it you know all this kind of slice of life stuff and then uh you got the guy like that's taking care of the dogs the dogs just walking around everything and you're just like yeah that was fucking weird that's crazy Hey, can you put this dog in with the other ones? Yeah, sure. What's up? Puts them away, walks away, and then the fucking like, and you could tell there's something wrong with that dog as soon as it sits down in that cage yeah. and it's just staring at the wall. You're like, what the fuck's mm-hmm. going on here? Walks away, and that motherfucker starts rattling like a rattlesnake, and its fucking head splits open, and the tentacles come out. So many and you're tentacles. Like, fucking yes. play ball, and it's just wet and whipping and <laughs> shooting is. shit everywhere, it's so and it's and it's just like. Childs, get the fucking flamethrower. <laughs> like, we gotta fucking deal with this shit. And it's just like it, now. It grows, it grows arms and goes through the ceiling. Yeah. What? Well, because it's already <laughs> it's already fucking attacked people at the other base and stuff. Like they, Oh, it's so they weird. They even say like later on that um Wilfred Brimley's character in his notes and stuff is like, 
this thing has ha, has traveled the stars could have possibly uh, assimilated with thousands of other beings there's no telling what it could be or could not be and stuff so like that's why it's like spider legs fucking anything anything just yeah fucking yes. like a flower like thing yeah. coming out of its head so fucking horrific it's so perfect for what I like <laughs> when I saw that I yeah, was like, like oh yeah this is totally like had I not known this was one of your favorites right there would have sealed it like of course you like yeah. this movie. yeah pretty pre- pretty much yeah anything with like very practical effects and that are Tentacles like doing this. over the top <laughs> it's all like crazy ass dub- double headed grotesque weird faces like that's uh, that's a, a man thing, so. a man can only get so erect so. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, i'm that's nice honey. <laughs> I, the, the the creepiest part of this whole movie for me though um it's actually in that scene like when everything's going fucking wild the first time they see it and everything and you just see this monstrosity kind of like building out and everything and you see this one eye Eyeball. the eye open and shit it is it's still like that is still creepy as fuck to me because it's it's so amorphous like it yeah. has no form there's just like this mouth over here this eye over here these like weird like they look like dog paws but they're like massive it's just it's so fucking creepy yeah and then it's like spitting goo at the dogs like and i'm like what the fuck and the other dog's like get me out of here get me out of here and it like the dogs in themselves like i felt like really big empathy for them because they're like stuck in the situation and super sad that's yeah it's really sad and they're like throwing you into this fucking movie and it's yeah that's your yeah that's that's the crazy way to start a movie like here let's kill a bunch of dogs and let's let you watch it like first your first death scene is three dogs i think yeah um because the one gets wrapped up and is like turning green and pink and stuff the other one is dead and then the other one gets shot the other two run off and yeah. it's really it is very rough to see but uh it's one of those things where i don't think it's done for shock value in that sense it's very like this is how something would like uh disguise itself and get in and like try to assimilate with everything like and it wouldn't be nice about shit like it literally would just take over well the thing about this and this is the only part that i thought was strange is like the only time it really comes out and becomes problematic when it's getting into like it's basically needing a host right Mm -hmm. is when it's feeling threatened okay so that's at least that's what i'm pulling from it from my perspective so why is going into a cage with other dogs threatening enough to then create this big thing? Wouldn't it have been smarter to then bite the other dogs? And like, I'm just thinking more on the logical side to then turn more of them into him or like to consume more of them in a less grotesque manner, because then you're, it's just, that was really weird. Cause I don't feel like he was actually, I think that's what it's doing. I I think it's like going to eat it to then replicate it is kind of, it's kind of how, it works in my head and stuff it's not like it touches you and it turns you it's it like embodies you yep and then like basically shits out a version of you (laughs) but now you're completely assimilated within it so it needed to consume these dogs to then put out new versions of those dogs that are all just like it and you mentioned them being but that threatened. Doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. You mentioned them being threatened. Maybe it's because one of the dogs in that kennel started growling at the alien. Well, yeah, it dog. starts. They, 
So maybe it it's did feel sitting, threatened. It's just sitting there at first before it like it's just kind of sitting there and a few of the dogs start growling and once it starts growling that's when the tentacles right. come out so okay. so they like dogs know you know they can like tell like their senses are different than ours and stuff and they're like sitting there initially when it comes in they're all laying down it gets in there and stuff and they like start sitting up like looking at it they're like they can tell it's like this isn't right, right. And they, mm -hmm. and they start getting territorial, which then the thing is just like, nope, fuck you guys. You might, you're going to blow my cover. Well, then I'm going to fucking change you guys. So. Well, yeah, my, the, the thing that's strange about this movie is the rule there. You don't really know the rules. I mean, you kind of know the rules, but you don't really know the rules in most movies that are horror movies or otherwise, they have rules that you're following that within their realm of scope. And this one kind of has, um, like, I don't know what just happened. Uh, was a, is a little weird i guess but i i, I think that's pretty common with sci-fi though like you don't have rules and that's the glory of sci-fi i'm thinking of like doctor who if you ever watch that they can be so disjointed and so out there but it's sci-fi so there's no one to say that it can't yeah. be that there are no there's no Correct. logic there's no you know we, physics it's what it is we, we try to make sense of it with our laws and our rules and our physics and everything. But at the end of the day, we don't understand how this even fucking works. Right. Like they're trying, they're trying to understand it. Like uh, when they, so they go to the Norwegian camp and they fucking find the stuff and they're like cutting it apart and they find out like it's got a normal sort set of organs and all this stuff. And they're really trying to understand it. But at the same time, they just can't. They're just like it at the best of their knowledge it's like this thing takes on the forms of other things that's all they know they don't know how long it takes they don't know uh if it actually has to ingest you because it's even it's even implied through notes and stuff that it's like um contaminated food could possibly be just enough like it gets to the point where all it takes is a cell it's, it's kind of treated like a virus really yeah. simply in the sense like the way that it, it gets inside of you like it, it gets in you by breathing you know like like mist you know probably could happen and you could get it in your body somehow but you don't really know like and that i guess that's the weird part about this movie and that's what makes it so crazy because they don't know we're only knowing what they know right. essentially and that ain't a whole lot of nothing and they're all just losing their fucking minds and shooting and cut like the amount of fire in this movie is <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> so what what out of all the creature features we have, there's multiple different ones. Which one did you guys like the most or find the most interesting or the most shocking? I guess what was my favorite like creature design in this? Yeah, which one like which scene with the creatures where you're like, oh, shit or whatever. Mine, mine is the head, the head spike like the, that whole part. This, because the sounds in this movie are so apparent, that doesn't help. So with the <laughs> with the the one, I think he's what cut open at that point. But there's a, a an infected guy on the table. Yeah, he's dead. Catch him on okay, he's just dead. They catch him on fire. The worst part, even before the spider head, is the head bending backwards off of the table and falling <laughs> to me that part is worse than it turning and growing legs yeah that that is the that is like the scene because like it's just it's one thing after another after yeah another. so so like this is after mccready is like 
uh, they they think he's the thing and stuff. So he's locked out and he gets in. They attack him. He knocks over one of the guys and the guy just like stops breathing and dies. So they're like trying to start him up with a defibrillator. And on the second oh, time he right. goes to do it, his chest fucking opens up and it's got teeth. Yeah. Chomps the dude. And it bites his that arms. That was just ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. It I love was. It it's so ridiculous. Bites his fucking arms off. Uh, tip, tip of the hat to Carpenter and company, though. Uh, the guy that is okay. So the guy that is playing the doctor at that point, and the guy that's like standing there with the stumped arms, going ah, <laughs> are actually two different guys. The guy with the stump arms is wearing a mask that looks like huh. the other guy because the other guy is actually a double amputee. So they actually hired a w double amputee guy to play that spot and everything. Cool. So yeah, then it, okay, then they're like, oh god, it's a thing, kill it with fire, you know, fucking spraying it with napalm, and yeah, then the fucking it it's showing that like it's not one it's not one thing yeah. every little bit of this is its own separate entity every cell so then the head is trying to escape the fire all the little tendony like popping glarble too many tendons falls. there are not that it's, many tendons in your neck <laughs> not in a human body but in their version of it they're all green and they look like bubbly <laughs> balloons popping and stuff this is so gross <laughs> And then its head falls, it shoots a tentacle out of its mouth, wraps to a chair, pulls itself up. And then my favorite, favorite thing, so of it, it's gross. not scary. It's not even scary. It's so fucking funny because it spiders, like, yeah. eye <laughs> eye yeah. it spider legs. You're like, gross. Two fucking eye stalks come off the top yes. of it. And that, mother, that motherfucker is just leaning out, looking at them from under the table. And it's like, all right, it looks like they're kind of. They're kind of busy with that that's going on. He starts scuttling away, and the guy just, like, catches it out of the corner of his eye, and he's like, you gotta be fucking kidding. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just, like, standing there in the door, like, like it got fucking caught coming into the house too late at night. They're like, fucking light its ass up! You got me! At that and point... And it starts dancing in the fire. <laughs> at that point... And the head is yeah. upside down. Yeah, yeah. I thought Russell Crowe's oh, character, so I thought McCready was oh, in on you it. Mean Kurt, you mean Kurt Russell? What did I say? Russell Crowe. Oh, that takes a different, yeah, Russell, completely different Russell direction. Are you not, not entertained? <laughs> At that point, I thought McCready was a part of it because how he mm -hmm. like he was waiting for them to, I think, extinguish the whole body. So at that mm -hmm. point, he was like, wait, wait. And that's when the head like made its getaway. So I was like, oh, is he like, is he covering for this thing? What's happening? That wasn't the case. I just, God, I just. I, I God, the fucking legs just yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rest of it was just absurd, but the the tilting of the head and the sound of it yeah. flopping and ugh. How about you, Steph? What's your favorite creature design for the movie? I would I would say that's probably one of them. I think all of yeah. them are unique. The only one I was a little disappointed in was the last one. Cause see, at the la when we watched the end uh, a couple well a year or so ago. I didn't pay attention to it as closely. And so when I was watching it this time, I was trying to pay more of attention, but you really don't get a whole long scene with it. It's just a very short blip. And I thought it was gonna end up being a little bit more. So I was a little disappointed. It was large and in charge and weird looking, but like the other ones definitely had more presence in that sense um, and the way that it interacted with the characters in the movie. So. Um, yeah, I, I would say that one was funny because, I mean, a head upside down with legs is definitely messed up. And I was just waiting for the, the chest cavity to open with the teeth because <laughs> I was like, I know this happens. When is this happening? And then I was like, oh, there, there we go. Did you know um, it would I really, 
<laughs> no. But I was like, this is fucking weird. Like that, it does look cheesy, don't get me wrong. But it's just so funnily stupid in a sense. Like, I don't know, it was weird. But I actually, when they, I really like the scene where they're yeah. all tied to a chair. Yeah. And he is, you know, chest testing their blood with, well, basically heated up like wire yep, or whatever yep, to see. And, and that was really smart. And I loved that because it proved who was actually, you know, had an alien in them and who didn't and who had the thing in them. And I love where it's like they get in and they get the guy's blood and they, you don't think it's going to be him. You think it's going to be somebody else. And they dip it in and then his whole body just starts having those weird tentacle things coming out of it. And then it gets bigger and bigger and he's still attached to the guys in the chairs and they're like, let us go. <laughs> like they're trying to get free. And it was sad because one of the guys ended up dying yeah, during that windows, scene too. Windows gets got. Yeah. And that was sad, but like, cause he was kind of an interesting character in this, but uh, yeah, I would say that that was probably in terms of like intensity for me, that was the most intense because like the defibrillator part was cool, but that part was just like it just kept getting bigger yeah the blood test scene is definitely probably the most tense scene in the movie mm -hmm. because it's just one after another after another and it even gets to the mm -hmm. point where you know they test the blood of uh, a guy that kurt russell mccready's character shoots just previously because he was going to attack him and then childs is like ah so he wasn't one that makes you a murderer and you're just like oh shit man like this is going south and then yeah uh can't remember his name but uh, the one dude starts turning everything and i feel like i feel bad for windows but at the same time it is so comically over the top yeah. like mm -hmm. like the dude's head splits in half and just crunches down <laughs> yeah. on fucking windows head and then just starts Fix swinging him, him all over the fucking place and like you can see him in the background while they're trying to do this like start up their fucking flamethrowers and stuff and you just still just keep seeing him flop around all over the place and I'm just then like, he gets like spat out Yep. And then, mm -hmm. then they come back after they deal with that guy because he bursts out Kool-Aid man style out the wall. <laughs> fucking torch him down. They come back in. And Windows is starting to make those like weird like noises. They're like, we got to fucking torches us now too. And it's just, yep. it is it is a very bleak film. Yeah. Like, by, by the, it by, really is. By the end of this film, uh, when we'll talk about it once we get there and stuff, like, it's, there. there's no hope in this movie. Yeah no it basically and that's okay though yeah. i think that's okay for this oh yeah like it's that, one thing i like about where, it yeah that's where a lot of my favorite horror films lie is like i'm not a big fan of the happy ending in a horror film right like sometimes it works you know like uh like crimson peak for instance like it has a quote unquote yeah. happy ending you know she survives yeah. and stuff and that works out in that story but, well, and the Scream movies are like that, too. Some people love, some people don't, yeah. but you still get your main person. Correct. But, like, not every... Like, I remember, you know, you mentioned The Mist, Tasha. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it has a shockingly, <laughs> a shockingly bleak ending. Yes. And that's that's why I love that movie as much as I do. Um, and then, yeah, this one has uh, an ending that you're not exactly sure which way, if it's bad, worse, or even worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so great but yeah yeah uh a lot of this uh film was shot um some of it was shot in juno alaska and stuff like that then a lot of it was actually shot on sound stages that they refrigerated to the point where it was 40 degrees mm. and some of those yeah some of those things uh kurt russell would actually take a drag off of a cigarette mm. before doing his lines and stuff to help get more breathiness 
into it okay. and everything. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like the the fact like that they were able to pull this film off the way that they did. The special effects uh, director, his name's uh, Rob Bot Botten. And he was only 22 years old when he started this project. Wow. So this yeah. this was like damn near a fucking kid yeah. when it comes to like Hollywood. And it just, this movie, ah, it's so good. I thought too. the special effects were really, really cool. Like yeah. over the like top a, and probably a tad bit too long in those scenes, but they went for it and yeah, I liked it. Oh yeah, like I, of its of its fifteen million dollar budget, one point five million of that went to special effects. Honestly, thought it would like, be more than okay. that. Yeah. I I did too. If they're gonna spend that kind of money, because there's yeah. so much, it. like all of those ripping apart scenes and all of those tentacles, <laughs> all of that, yep. like it's not just like one or two scenes. They're long, and there's quite a few of them. Well, mm-hmm. the way the way to eat up or uh, save some money in their budget and stuff, I think they saved like a quarter million dollars by doing this. Um, by the end of the film, they legitimately just blow the whole fucking camp up and everything. Yeah. And that blown out camp is actually like they actually did that. You know, it was the 80s. They're going to just blow the fuck out of everything. Um, they actually ended up using that blown out set for the Norwegian camp that you see earlier in the film. Oh, cool. That's the same camp. Oh. It's just after they blew it the fuck up and everything. Okay. So, yeah, like uh, and then something else uh, I, I pointed out to Steph and stuff. Because she was like, oh, see, those are some bad special effects when it was t- showing, like, the big alien spacecraft, like, in the ice and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, well, actually, or I think she said CGI. And I was like, actually, it wasn't CGI. Those are matte paintings. Like, that's oh. a massive matte painting that they do. Like, that's something they used to do a lot in the 80s. I didn't know that until a handful of years ago that a lot of that stuff that's just, like, it's it's too big. You can tell it's not real. But, like, our brains and stuff are always like, oh, that's just computers, right. you know, because of us how we grew up it's like no old yeah. style was it was a big fucking matte painting and they would basically superimpose like film over film yeah. so like they're walking and then they just take that film and pop it over top this massive fucking painting and everything and that's how you get those insanely large shots i saw that for um like the original star wars and how it was yeah yes. just like screen on screen layering all of these different backgrounds and like people painted those like you said like those are somebody actually had the job of creating that i think that's really cool yeah i can't i can't believe that like because like they don't they don't strike you as paintings they're too real it's like that uncanny valley they're too real to be a painting in my brain but they're not real enough to be real so like there's a disconnect when you see it Mm -hmm. yeah Yep. And they're too still. I think that's the biggest mm. argument with it. Like when you see it, there's no mm. movement or like it's too still. So when you're when I'm looking at it and they're like on like the cliff here and that looks realistic. And then you look down and then you see like the ice and all this, there's no movement. So I think that that for me, that's where I'm just like, that's not real. That's like CGI or they did something here where they green screened it or something that just doesn't quite hit the mark but i give it a pass in this because it was made in 1982 now if it was made today and they had that stuff i'd be like dude what, what are you doing <laughs> but um yeah i i like i said i i like the movie i thought it was interesting and it is a bleak movie it and it's there's just it was a lot of people just hating on each other trying to figure out who's the bad guy well, yeah because like the big the big thing is like uh, kurt russell gets to a point where he's just like i'm I'm making this recording because in case nobody's alive, uh, I want there to be a firsthand account and stuff. And he's just talking about, you know, we're tired. 
we don't know who to trust he's like even gets to the point where he's like trust is a hard thing to come by these days and it's like mm-hmm. that's so fucking like insane considering like you see how they are at the beginning of the film yeah this scientific uh expedition team doing god knows what they're all smoking weed and drinking scotch the whole fucking time mm-hmm. i don't know what the fuck they're doing literally i just want that job god damn it and watching <laughs> but, uh, like taped recordings of uh game shows game shows <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck yeah man <laughs> listening to stevie wonder in the kitchen i'm down for this but uh yeah shit starts going sideways and instantly like the thing that makes (laughs) the thing that makes the thing great is not necessarily just the special effects special effects are fucking amazing but it it's paranoia that it sets up between its characters is what takes this from being like an 80s horror film in my book to a classic like top 10 movie like not just horror but movie in my book Mm -hmm. so it was it was (laughs) i didn't (laughs) and the and the i i don't i don't have any more else to add other than the ending was good i like that they it was open-ended it was a create your own decision on what you think is happening afterwards so i liked that it didn't clean it up one way or the other so you had to kind of infer whatever you wanted to mm-hmm. infer well and this is one of those movies too the more you watch it the more you pick up because you, like uh how it's talked about like you know where they're thinking about um not allowing other people to fix their meals and stuff like that right like it could possibly transfer that way and then watch this movie with that in mind and how many times people are drinking from a bottle and handing it to another person Uh. and stuff like that and all those little things you just start building up these like oh is that where this happened oh is that when this person got changed oh wait hold on is that that's That's why i love this movie because i've watched i can't say a hundred times but i've watched this movie a fuck ton easily 50 times and there's still times where it's like is this the time is he is he human right yet? Is he hmm. has he been changed? Like what's going? Hold on. How many of them are it right now? How many are now? Like all that kind of stuff. I lo- that's what I love about this movie. But uh, unless well, in the end of the movie is the same way though. You're sitting there and you're like, are they or aren't they? Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, it gets to the point where Kurt Russell blows the fuck out of the camp. He goes and sits like in a little like burnout kind of shack, and he's beat the fuck up. He's got a bottle of scotch now. This is something I'll talk about in a second. Got a bottle of scotch sitting there and child shows up and he's like, where were you childs? And he's like, I, I thought I saw Wilford Brimley running out and everything fucked up all this shit and everything comes and sits down. And they're both like, you know, it, you know, if, if you're one, you know, there's not much fight I can put up or anything. It's like, yeah, if you're one, blah, blah, blah. And they're just kind of hanging out there. And he's like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe we'll just sit here and wait for a while. And then Kurt Russell gives Childs the scotch. Childs takes a drink. Kurt Russell smiles. And the film ends. There's multiple different ways that this can go. Now, here's the thing. Okay. So, if Kurt Russell is the thing, did he transfer what from drinking to Childs? Mm-hmm. Se- secondly, is that a bottle of scotch? Because for the last 20 minutes of this film, uh, McCready is throwing Molotov cocktails in scotch bottles the whole time. Is that a Molotov cocktail? And McCready's human and knows that that's kerosene, gives it to Childs. Childs drinks it, which shows that he's the thing because he's pretending yeah. to be human. 
it's all that kind of stuff like all of those little things and you don't fucking know and john carpenter's been asked he's like oh yeah no i know the ending he's like oh so what is it? he's like oh i'm not fucking ever telling anybody wow <laughs> and those two variations i never would have picked up on either of those but now that you've said that it's like now it's yeah. like now going through my head <laughs> like, well which is it yeah because there's so many times like there's uh there's a point in the film where when they put wilford brimley out in that shack mccready comes out it's talking to him grabs a bottle of smirnoff vodka off the table unscrews it drinks it and then hands it over to him so so was he the thing the whole time the whole time could very well have been but like then he he passes the the blood test but we don't know if that's his real blood it could have been something else is it is it blood from a part where the thing hasn't infiltrated yet it, is it blood from the the blood bank that got fucking ruined earlier? You know, like is that why the blood knows? bank got ruined earlier? Ah, yep, who knows? Who knows? We'll never yeah, know. That's why. <laughs> that's why I love this movie. But um, unless you girls have anything else to to hit on, we'll get in. I don't we'll get into our reviews. I don't think so. Yeah. Right. Oh well. Okay. Well, now who is everybody's favorite character in this movie? I think this is pretty much. A, a unanimous thing, but I figured we would just. I've got, I've got a top three. We'll do it. I've got a top three. Okay. But I like. I'll let you girls go. McCready. I mean, like the main character. Yeah. That's where I am too. Yeah. Uh, Same thing. McCready, obviously, uh, top top character. Period. Um, and then a tie for second is Wilfred Brimley and Childs. I love them both in the film. So mm-hmm. they're good. I just really love the way that they work. Excuse me. The way they work with McCready and everything, and the tension between those three works really mm. well the other guys are good yeah. they do every there is not a bad actor in this movie in my book like even the like side characters that you only get a little bit here and there play their roles really well mm-hmm. so the guy who um I, he was the tall guy that was shooting the gun and stuff he's been in a lot of older movies wasn't he yeah i think he, uh i know who you're talking about the guy that's actually like in control through the whole thing, the one that had the keys and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look him up real quick. Yeah, because I think he'd been in some, like a lot of stuff. He looks, he looks really familiar to me. So that's kind of where I'm like, I, why does he look so familiar? I didn't I know Childs was Keith David. Yeah, this is actually. Yeah, that's why oh, I, I missed that part actually, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this is actually what kind of started his career and everything. Okay. Same with Wilfred Brimley. Like Wilfred yeah. Brimley was like like basically a nobody prior to this and everything it's like so it's one of those things like for us looking back it's like oh it's got all these fucking people in it it's like yeah because like kind of like scream yeah because of this this is like even though it was like critically like shat on or whatever they still got a lot of work you know so donald moffat or moffat? whatever moffat moffat. is the guy who i'm talking moffat yeah that's the guy i'm talking about he was in i'm trying to see if there's anything he was in 61 which is a baseball movie let's see if there's anything that i can pull him from or he just looks familiar for whatever reason <laughs> i don't know oh he was in house sitter that's <laughs> oh yes house sitter nope <laughs> do, do you do you remember that no movie at i don't all? remember that no Okay. It's a Steve Martin film. I think it's got Goldie. Is it Goldie Hawn in it? Yeah. I think so. Um, this is this is actually just a uh, origin story for Goldie Hawn. She's actually the thing that was found in the ice. And then <laughs> she, run, she runs off with Kurt Russell into the sunset. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't. It says the thing, but I know I've seen him in something else. I just can't remember what it was. I was like, maybe it was something like really popular, but 
He's just he was in the original. Yeah, he was in the original Born Identity and Clear and Present Danger, according to Google. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't know something about the way he looks. He he looks familiar. Kind of looks like a worn out work boot. You know. It looks like (laughs) he would play a good butler. Mm. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. All right. So go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Rating time. Steph, what do you got? What's what's your rating for it? Yeah, you're starting it. Yeah. Yeah, you're starting it. I don't like doing this. I don't like it. Do it. Um, (laughs) I always get caught up in like, okay, do I rate this like overall, like against other like movies as a whole, which is what I try to do. Or if you're just rating against horror, horror. I don't like doing that. Just movies in general. Um, I would I would say this movie is a solid six and a half for me. I think it's good. I would watch it again just to see the craziness of it, but it's not something that I love. Like I I'm not gonna be like a proponent of like, yeah, this is the greatest horror movie. I didn't dislike it, I guess, and it was better the second time around, surprisingly, than it was the first time, which shocked me because the first time I, I think I was just too caught up in like what the fuck's happening that I didn't really get to pay as much of attention to the details as I did the second time around. Um, but I do believe, like what I said earlier, is slow in some spots. And that's why I told uh Nick that, you know, Tasha's gonna fall asleep three times during this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys, your turn. All right, Tasha, what do you got? A solid five. Um, okay. For a lot of the same reasons Steph said, yes, I would. I stayed awake for the whole thing, but there were special circumstances. Um, so I couldn't. Because you had to watch it right before the podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't factor that in, which I usually do. Um, yeah, it was, I, I liked the, the special effects parts of it. And other than that, it was kind of throwaway. And I know that like probably breaks everyone's heart that's a fan of it because I didn't really get the paranoia component of it. It was just like, no, it didn't like, it didn't resonate with me. I knew that's kind of what they were going for with the like, you know, the the suspenseful like warming of the thing and warming of the wire and and (laughs) watch our words. On on today's today's episode of warming of the thing. Like how that was really drawn out with like the sizzle of the blood and stuff like that. So I, I knew that it was doing that. It just didn't resonate with me. Um, those scenes mm-hmm. were just very slow. Um, so a five, solid five. I don't think okay. I would watch it again. Um, I mean, if it was on like at your house, I would hang out and watch it, but it's not one that I would What's pick. Be- oh my God. Yeah, I wouldn't pick it either. I would watch it if I was like, this isn't a movie that I go pull right. off the shelf and be like, I want to watch this movie today. I'd be like, okay, if somebody wants to watch yeah. it, I'll and watch it. And then I would it pop too. in for the crazy scenes yeah. and then go do something else for the rest. And, yep. Yeah. I play I played on my phone when it was the slow part, so that might have been why it was better. Uh-huh. And then and then I put my phone down when I it was normal and that did a little bit nice. of that too, which is part of the reason why I probably <laughs> stayed awake. So anyway. Well yeah. five. Uh we've got uh two empty spots on part <laughs> of the bed starting off the new year again those are not bad <laughs> i did my homework <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i i am going to completely fuck up the curve though obviously shocking you're the outlier today um, yeah. yeah yeah but i'm 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 fighting with myself my initial score to it and then trying to be real and all that stuff this movie is very important to me um, the only other film that we've watched that is as important to me is The Evil Dead 2. So that's the one that I have to fight with myself and everything. 
and I'm trying to like come up with excuses and stuff. Why do you have to compare and, the two? Well, no, I'm just I'm I'm not comparing them. I I just know what I scored the Evil Dead to. Yeah. And you're you're allowed to put feelings. Oh yeah, that's how nostalgia into your. That's how I make my decisions. No, I 100 I 100 percent I 100 percent agree. Like my thing is just like I'm like. Does it does it sit in that same like I love the thing, like unlike a lot of movies. Like I love it, like for a lot of reasons and stuff like that. You're wearing the shirt yes, today, I am currently and wearing you wear it, it and you wear it yeah. all the time. And like and then if we're talking about okay, Nick, what are your favorite movies of all time? There's like three movies that come up, yeah. and that's one yes. of the three. Yes. So or well no, there's actually five movies that come up, but that's oh, one of the five. Well before I oh I'll, okay. Before I give my before I give my what are my five movies that I said? I would say you would say seven's yeah. one of your favorites because yeah. you talk about all the time. Yeah, really I would good. say John. I would say John Wick Four is another one that's been added to the list because you talk about that it's all the there. time. I would say Beetlejuice, The Thing, mm-hmm. and I just had the other one on the top of my head, uh, The Departed. That's good. That's a good list. There's a couple yeah. others I'd throw in there, but I, I I I know, but those are the ones you talk about the yeah. most. I would put thirteen assassins in yeah, there. Yeah, well. I was trying to think of the number. I wanted to try to get it before yeah. you said it. <laughs> but um, all that being said, like literally, it was just like you can't you can't give this a ten, can you, Nick? Yeah, I think I'm giving this a ten. Okay. So this is a ten out of ten because that's like that's what okay. I gave Evil Dead to, and that's what I'm giving this. Is it because like is it a ten out of ten? for a 38 year old to see it for the first time probably not if i would have seen this today probably not i have such a relationship with this film over my life it has influenced my taste in a lot of movies it's all because of that stuff so i want i'm giving it a 10 out of 10 but i'm giving it with like that kind of caveat Like, if you watch it and you're like, this is not a 10 out of 10 film. It's like, you didn't live my life, motherfucker. You didn't see this when you were 10 years old. That's true. There's no wrong answer. I mean, a 10 out of 10 for you, like, people would ask me and I would be, I mean, I I don't know if there's any movies I'd give a 10 out of 10 just because I'm a picky ass bitch. But um, I would say that, like, if somebody asked me if Crybaby was the greatest movie ever made, it's so not. But am I going to rate it like a 9 or a 10? Fuck yes, I am. (laughs) I love that movie. It is so good. But is it really some, like, fantastical movie? No, but I watched it over 100 times when I was a kid. So obviously there's some kind of proponent to it there. So, yeah. I mean that's fine. It, well, you're you're definitely throwing our numbers off like a motherfucker, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, my, my oh, yeah. whole my whole thing is I I long story short, I try to keep my ten out of tens to a minimum. Like As I don't, you should, I don't like yeah. giving I do not like giving it out because I feel like giving a ten out of ten is actually an easy answer. It's like, oh it's a ten out of ten. You know, so that's my But do you my, but do you think you would do that for Beetlejuice? No, I don't think I'd give it a ten out of ten. Okay, so this movie just hits differently because of what it has in it in terms of, like, the creature feature thing for you. It's because of what it has influenced film-wise for me and opening doors. So, like, uh, side note and whatever, I guess. So, like, Beetlejuice is very pocketed. Like, I really like Beetlejuice for what it is. It didn't, like, open up doors to other films that were like it and stuff like that because the other films that are like it, I'm not a big fan of. Like, I don't really care for, like, Drop Dead Fred 
and like little monsters is okay but it's not even shut your mouth that is not <laughs> it's true. not even close to beetlejuice in my opinion you are so wrong that movie is better than oh, beetlejuice get the fuck out Drack of here up it is so much better it is like, it is guess, so much better. i guess we're gonna have to watch those ones sometime but <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah like uh there's just like not as much uh to compare it to and stuff like that which i mean like you could also say it's like well that should make it better and everything it's like yeah but like i also don't care for a lot a lot of tim burton films like there's a handful of them yeah. but the, like uh you got i'll give you beetlejuice i'll give you edward scissorhands and i'm sure there's another one that's a sleepy, yeah. hollow. sleepy hollow that's about it like the batman movies they're okay they're pretty and stuff but like they're they're really slow yeah. too. We just rewatched the new Batman or the old Bat, the first Batman, yeah. and while it's dark and fun, it is so yeah. fun. And like this one, like you guys say, it's slow and stuff like that. When it when is. it's slow though, like it's not slow to me because those are the parts where I'm looking at everything in the background, going like, wait, what about that? Okay, what's going on here? Who's that? Like all of those little things, and that's why this movie get like this time like we'll just say it's the 50th time i was still just like completely engrossed in it yeah and i couldn't um, get that detailed of like captivation out of this yeah. they were it. just like characters characters in a space mm-hmm. yep so that gives us a 21 and a half out of 30. what's that uh give us as a score so that gives us a 72. hell yeah i also <laughs> did it without the outlier and uh, that's a 58 if you just take Steph and me. Still a pass. <laughs> it's still a pass because it's 50 50. Yeah. It's still a pass. You. Yeah, we already knew that because, yeah. like, it's not, you, it wasn't, it didn't hate right. this movie. Yes. You will, like, more, more likely than not, if you watch this movie, you'll have a good time. Like, that's about it. Like, whether you love it, whether you love it or not, more people than not, I think if you sat 10 people down, you would get. Five point eight people to like the movie. <laughs> I think this is a better movie to watch with people with you mm-hmm. because if you're watching this by yourself, you don't have the opportunity to talk about it. And I think this is one of those movies that you really should talk and and kind of play off each other's reactions when you're watching it. It definitely hits differently okay. when you do that versus if you were just sitting in your bed watching it That's yourself. Exactly because what I was doing. You have that like. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of like, did you just see what the fuck that was? And then you're talking about what happened and then you're coming up together or collectively with multiple people of what they think's happening. Because this movie doesn't tell you like verbatim what's happening. You have to infer so much shit and kind of come up with your own conclusions. And I think that's what makes it fun. It's like the, it's not a whodunit because it kind of is, yeah. kind of isn't, but it's got that aspect of like community. The movie's a community movie. It definitely should be watched, in my opinion, as a community movie. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so. One last little thing talking about community and stuff like that. It has become a tradition in the British Antarctic Research Stations to watch the thing <laughs> as part of their midwinter fest and celebration held every June 21st. So these, mother- oh, these cool. motherfuckers sit in the Arctic watching a film about people in the Arctic getting fucked <laughs> up. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's neat. Yeah, I like that. That's cute. But yeah. So okay. So so what are we watching next yep, week? So that's the thing. Uh, if you haven't seen it and you're still here, uh, go see it. Maybe you came back after the, you know, to see what for homework because we forgot to talk about that previously. That this is a movie club. That's all right. Um, but for next week's episode, we are going to watch 
1408. Okay, okay. 1408 has John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson in it, and it is based on a Stephen King story. Okay. You don't like John Cusack? I don't like John Cusack. Neither do I. Okay. (laughs) I think I may have... This sounds familiar. It's about a hotel room. Yeah, I think I saw it ages ago, but so it'll still be relatively... I've actually never seen this movie. I haven't either. And it's one of those films that a lot of people have told me because of my tastes and stuff like that. Oh, you got to check that out. And I thought it's got big enough stars in it. It's not so much of a, a culty cult kind of film in the sense of like independent or anything that I figured maybe uh, you. Is this found footage? ish? Nope. Okay. Cause that's your thing too. I like found footage. Yeah. Found footage me too. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get some of that in February when we do, mm-hmm. when we do, Foreign film yeah. February. <laughs> Maybe we'll half and half it. Foreign, <sighs> foreign film and found footage February. Maybe we'll do it like that. Uh, for Pot of the Dead, I am Nicholas. I'm Stephanie. I'm Natasha. And come back and listen to us. Or else. <laughs>